Welcome back to another episode of Churches Now Online. We are so glad that you are tuning in to join the conversation with us today. And uh, joining us, as always, is Scott Irwin. Excited to be here. Daniel Asher. <laughs> Excited. And Kristen Jacobson. Marginally enthused to be here. <laughs> marginally, marginally enthused. And you guys, it is another, it is a, another beautiful day. It is yes. another beautiful moment for us to catch up in the world of HP and to uh, to just see what's going on in the midst of COVID-19. And so uh, here we are. We're all we're all doing the thing. We're all doing the thing. Trying to. Yeah. We uh, Kristen, I, I want to talk really briefly about um, what you and I and the kids did not too long ago, uh, getting everyone in the van. And we did the world tour, yes. the, 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 the so Jacobson, weird. not trolls, but the Jacobson world tour. <laughs> Jacobson the world garage tour? tour. Or the, what was it? We, driveway drop-ins. And That's we, what it was. Uh, we did Chesterton and the Valpo region. And, I, you know, I was super, I don't know if optimistic or what I was thinking, but I was like, this will be great. We'll just hop in the car real quick and just go see a few people. Six hours later. <laughs> what? Are you serious? We were in the car for six hours. Our kids were major troopers. They were, um, they handled it pretty well. We'd let them get out at a couple spots and kind of hang their head out the window at the others. And it was so fun, you guys. It really was. We yeah. we have, we need to get to Portage and Hobart and it's our, our intention to do that. I think our kids are a little bit traumatized by the six hours they were required to be in the car. So they were in the car before our last road trip before uh, coronavirus kind of shut everything down was out to Connecticut. And we did that trip. I don't know how long that was, but it was like a, we took it in two days. I think they were more traumatized by us driving around Valpo for six <laughs> hours than they were by us hitting on the highway. And going to New York. They kept saying, like, this isn't the way home. This isn't the way home. Because oh. <laughs> we'd be kind of close to, like, heading toward our house. And then they'd be confused. And we'd turn into another neighborhood to stop <laughs> at more houses. But, no, seriously, it was so great. It, it made me realize just how much I miss our church family. And I'm the token extrovert. So I, we got home from that. And I was, like, just amped with energy yeah. after seeing people that we love and yeah it was it was great it was incredible Kristen was like shaking like I thought she was gonna like levitate you know what I mean like, I thought she was gonna lift off the ground it was it was so yeah. much and we um we really only hit like the 49 you know the the route 49 or whatever it is uh corridor up in Chesterton Valpo um and but it, what was really cool was to see how many people live like really close to each other and maybe didn't even know it yeah, uh, or, or knew it and we didn't know it. And they were like, oh, hey, you should go see this family. They live like two blocks over there. They always walk past our house. And we're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is great. And we get a little sense of like, you know, um, Daniel, I'm thinking about like Keith, uh, Tenbush. Uh, yeah. And the, and the Marlowes live like Keith super close to each other. And um, just and like the, loved. And um, Braden lived right around the corner too. That was yeah. so fun. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And uh it was awesome to see people and check in. And for the most part, everybody's doing really, really well. Um, we missed a lot of people. Well, you look out, Hobart, Portage, Winfield. Well, yeah, we didn't even get We're to coming for you. Oh, for sure. And I don't know. Uh, it depends on if there's like 
a, a face cord of firewood or something in it. Yes, the Santa Guidas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, the Westerhoffs. But uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep going. And uh, it was a lot of fun for us just to see people who are doing well. I was impressed by the fact that a ton of people were out shopping. Yeah. Like we'd ring their doorbell or we'd say, like, we'd give them a call and be like, hey, how you doing? And they'd be like, good, how are you? I'd be like, great, I'm at your front door. And they would start oh. like Christian cursing. You know what I mean? Like they would want, oh my. they'd be oh, like, draft. <laughs> you know, like, I can't believe we missed you. And uh, so it was just, it was cool to, to see people. And um, I thought like maybe we should bring donuts to everybody. But let's be yeah. honest, that would be super expensive. <laughs> like, how do you, I, I want to be generous? I don't know We're if like, you guys feel this too. Here's a quarter of a donut for yeah, your whole family. Because we got to portion it out. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, cheesy, but I also. Oh, so, no. Somebody brought us donuts the other day to Bethany and I. They brought us two donuts. And uh, I won't tell them, I won't say who it is, but it was much better. I think I know. I think I know who it was. So they, you probably do. They brought us donuts from. Chicago, because I city? guess you went into the office. From do, from do right. Is that what it is? Okay, I was going to ask yeah. the name of the... They yeah. were the best donuts. Which ones did you get? There was a chocolate-covered one, and then like, yeah. a, like a cinnamon sugar glazy one. It was Ooh, so good. nice. Yeah. So, unnamed source also came <laughs> to our house right before going to yours, and um, dropped off uh, more than two. Uh, nice. but, but appropriate amount for the people in my family. And then, cause we would have had uh, all out war if there yeah. were only two donuts <laughs> that's, delivered. That's so true. <laughs> and I was cutting them into quarters and giving the kids like little bits. Cause like, you will not, you will not have a sugar high because this person came over today. But, um, I will name this person, Ben Fraley literally pulled up, uh, was not as, the donut giver, not, was not the donut giver, but the was, donut giver. but literally pulled up as donut giver was leaving to go to your house, Scott. And, uh, and I was like, Ben, come here. Look what just got dropped off. And I offered him one and he took the one that you had, Scott, the chocolate, like oh, the cake. He, so it good, looks yeah. so good. He just it's ate so it right good. in front of me. And I was like, <laughs> interesting. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to, you know, for the chance to maybe get ordained one day because I didn't get muffins or donuts or <laughs> like Skittles or saltine crackers or nothing. Do you so. think that's you don't matter unless you're a pastor. <laughs> Daniel, you've got thousands of people right now tuning into your music around YouTube and Yeah, let's yeah, talk Spotify. about that for a second. Can we just, can we we just brag that? on Daniel Asher music right now? It's a little dark. It's a little angsty, uh, but it's super good. Quality. And, uh, all, all the good ones are. Yeah. <laughs> bring it, bring it like, emo back to 2020. Let's go. I feel like he's been holding out on us this whole time. Mm, Punk again. Did there? You see what I did there? Holding out. <laughs> Out. I was going to. So I was going to. I was going to post this picture of uh, my first album cover, because um, that was on this uh, on this Christian label, uh, and doing like hardcore CCM and like it just <laughs> wait, hold wasn't on. me. I wait, feel wait, like wait. that's an oxymoron. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, for no, like uh, I was. Uh, what's what's like? Uh, <laughs> Do you mean like Metallica if they were Christians? No, <laughs> I meant like selling out. Okay. Like, so you uh, like legitimate CCM, like yeah, point of like, grace, yeah, had, over the top. I had yeah. the hardest part in my in my haircut that was uh, just nauseating to look at. No, not like that. I mean, it was like it was bad. And then, uh, like on this album cover, it's like there's like bubbles 
in the album cover and it's like gold and bubbles and they like they airbrushed my eyes to be more blue <laughs> it was like i almost posted it this week to be like we I, need I, to I need see to, that picture well yeah, i need to, have to happen Christina's is that like, picture still on spotify uh i can send it to you um <laughs> it's not on my person it's not on mine but it's on it's not on your spotify yeah um, yeah no i know the uh, picture i know the picture that you're talking about yeah but there's also a it's music video extra. that i can't i can't share it's so bad like i did not <laughs> i refuse to have it shared uh and i was gonna post that because christina called me out for just being like too self-conscious and she's like you know people are not you know, like no matter what they're just some people are not gonna like your work and i'm like i gotta be okay with that yeah. So I almost post this picture and like, uh, like rude comments. Just go for it. <laughs> like all comments. Like caption <laughs> like, this photo. Give me, give me what you got. <laughs> and then Christina was like, "Do you really think you can take that?" And I said, "I don't. I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think I can. Just honest. Just honestly. I thought I could, but I can't." Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dan. I was you. You mentioned Ben Fraley and dropping off a bunch of stuff. I was actually I went to Ben Fraley's house the other day, Thursday. Because um, Annabelle won a game that we were playing on Verge Zoom on Wednesday nights, and we've been sending our mannequin headless Hank around to the Is winners. Is that what that was? I saw yeah, the yeah, picture, yeah. and I was like, "Incredible!" I know there's a story here. I have no idea what's going on. So we play games on Wednesday nights at on Verge over our Zoom call, and whoever wins gets to hang out with Hank for a week and add like a tattoo to him. So hold on, that's the winner. That's it the win. It feels like yeah. that Listen, is like a creepy. We got low budget right now, so okay. just trying to make <laughs> it, it. Make it with what you got. Yeah. Uh, so I go and pick pick him up and Lysol him down and then drop him off to the next person. And it was Ben Fraley. So Ben Fraley seems to be all over the place. He is. He's not letting quarantine keep him keep like him down. <laughs> no, no, no. Scott, maybe uh, that's a really great segue into uh, asking the question, you know, Verge has been not meeting for the past um, six weeks, I guess now, or five weeks. Um, what's crazy is, well, Chris and I were, were running up and down uh, Route 49. We stopped at Coffee Creek, the little, um, whatever that, that, that area is, the, yeah. the walking area. And we had, uh, we, we took our to-go McDonald's as a family, sat by, you know, on the rocks by one of the ponds there. And on the other side of the pond, this family came and they had fishing poles and they had hot coffee, which was looked really good. And um, one of the ladies came up and was like, hey, uh, I want to introduce myself to you because we actually go to your church. And she introduced herself and I, I had not met her. She was pretty new. And um, she ends up going to Women of the Word. And she said, she goes, this is my son. He's been really involved with Verge. And that just like made my heart so oh. happy to hear because she was so pumped about what Verge is doing as a ministry. She was excited as a mom. Uh, that that the church was just really connecting with her son, who's uh, you know he's a typical teenage boy, and uh, I just loved it. It was just, just a shout out to you. But how have these couple of weeks been going, man? I know we checked in a long time ago, but give us the update. Yeah, no, that's that's actually really encouraging. I appreciate you uh, sharing that because Verge has been—it's just a learning process, like anything else. Discipling people is still our job, but the way we do it has changed a little bit, and we've done we've failed with some initiatives but we're kind of uh settling into some things that are working for us right now uh we we do like a verge a full verge zoom gathering on wednesday nights which has been really good um leaders and students and have gotten good turnout with that it's just a way to connect and we go through a short devotional um i've been playing a lot more xbox with students so (laughs) do you run your small group through fortnite 
<laughs> yeah, so all the middle school boys are playing Fortnite right now, and and uh, I get my butt kicked. But it's <laughs> it's actually you know it's really good. It's it's reminded me um, that discipleship happens with the individual relationship because before a lot of what we were doing, while I it was good and good ministry and good discipleship. Um, now we're forced to focus on smaller and more intimate relationships, yeah. which has been really really healthy for me just working in ministry it's like a good a good reminder that that ministry doesn't consist of spreadsheet cells and rows and emails but actual real life for sure conversations and real life problems and and uh it's not always easy or straightforward it's not a straight line from here to there you know so it's been good yeah Kristen, i know the women of the word has kept going, kind of migrated to Facebook. Um, and it's coming to a close here pretty soon. But what's been going on with, with our ladies? Yeah, that was an interesting shift that we had to make when we stopped meeting collectively. But um, we transitioned to having our teaching on Facebook. And I think for the most part, it's been good. We've retained most of our women, although some lives have changed just so drastically, people couldn't keep up with the study, which I completely understand. Um, but Scott, to your point, it is a, there's a shift in how we do ministry right now. And, um, the focus coming back to being one-on-one relationship or for, in our sake, it's been, um, zoom groups for, instead of sitting around a table, we're now sitting on zoom and, and talking. And I think what used to be the majority of that discussion time was about the, the study and, and it should be, you know, we're digging into God's word, but I've, I've noticed a shift in that those zoom groups now are way more geared toward, Hey, how are you doing? And just in a, let's talk about where's your heart at right now. How has this week been? I've got friends who've been sharing about struggle who are still working and, and, and struggling through um, anxiety in the midst of that and uh, dysfunction and relationships that comes from that. And, so some really heart level discussions that I think maybe wouldn't have happened unless we were forced into this place. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to what's next. We are um, going to be rolling out a, a mentoring ministry for our women, which is um, I'm just so excited about. I think like you're talking about discipleship and relationship is, is there anything more important when we're considering ministry? I don't, I don't think there is. And so um trying to encourage our older and wiser women to be um, connecting with women who are eager to learn and to grow. And these conversations have been happening on sort of a grass level, kind of um, a grassroots level, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And the excitement is there. And I'm looking forward to that being rolled out in an official capacity in the next couple months. So. Good. I heard I heard Sky Jathani on uh, their his, his podcast with Phil Vischer. Uh, I believe we can give them the plug. It's the, the Holy, Holy Post. Post. Ding. Yes, there you go. Um, which I just really appreciate. Uh, you know, I lived in Wheaton, in Naperville area, my whole life, and never knew that they were around there. Uh, but it's cool to hear them talk about ministry and and uh, this season. Uh, saying you're nobody's in a church building nobody's gathering on sunday mornings and yet 
the key metrics of growing in your faith are, you know, still things that happen apart from buildings. You know, mm-hmm. do you spend time with God? Do you know his word? And then their, their other point was, um, do you have a mentor? Like in any category of your life, the way you grow is by a mentor and uh, having, having uh, someone around, especially for women. You know, the Bible's very, the Bible's explicitly clear. Older women mentor younger women, like explicitly mm-hmm. clear. Nobody ever challenges the exegesis of that verse because um, it just makes so much sense. And so it's super cool to, to, uh, to hear that and to know that that's coming down the line. Yeah. Um, I also, I heard, uh, you know, it's, it's this whole switch, putting all of our ministries online has um, reinforced the fact that as, as pastors, our job is not necessarily to carry out programs. It's not just about, you know, getting uh, the, the church's money put to good use in running programs. It's right. about making sure that, that the ministry that goes forth is really connecting with people's souls and helping them know the God that they have faith in and know uh, the gospel. And so uh, one, of the, one of the things that I've just been encouraged by is knowing that, um, you know, the, the, in ministry, it's not about the ends. It's about the means, right? It's about people connecting with people and uh, making sure that we aren't just trying to migrate our uh, our programs onto the internet, but actually just saying like, hey, it's a different world. How do we relate in a gospel way with the situation we're in? Daniel, why don't you just share with us a little bit about how this has been going in a, uh, in, in a worship component? I mean, you've been still at the Crown Point uh, campus on a weekly basis. It's, I hear from people all the time how awesome it is to see our HP musicians on the live stream you know i'm not yeah. on there very much it's like a very familiar face i saw brandon keen on there this past weekend it was so encouraging yeah um, man it's, him up uh, there. it's been it's been a joy and a challenge uh, i miss my team uh greatly um we've been in such a powerful season um by the grace of god this past year um i think just uh people have been um engaging in ways that i never really thought possible um and god's been god's been doing so much so it's uh, I don't know. In, in one regard, it feels like some of the wind's been taken out of our sails. In another way, it feels like, oh man, some of our our leaders are stepping up. Um, not just, you know, on the on the front end, but man, this past Sunday we had Candy Krug, Tim Krug, uh, Rich Bowden. So like seventy yeah. percent of the the people there were all HP, and I was like, come yeah, on, like under 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 my breath the whole time, just like HP, let's go. <laughs> but uh no man i i miss my team um and it is it's, it's a challenge to to lead to an empty room um and yeah. for it to not feel uh like a show like you're uh i don't know because when you're worshiping with people there like it's you know you're worshiping with with the church and uh it's really made us as worship leaders have to answer the why um and our approach to like what like what this really means like uh to lead um, so that's been, that's been really, really eye-opening. Um, and it's been, uh, I think probably one of the biggest challenges for our tech team, um, to, to walk through this because they've been expected to do a lot and they have come through so incredibly well, like shout out to, to Chuck and Eric who are working, um, yeah. just so incredibly hard to make sure that, uh, that Sundays operate smoothly. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate, um, to, to be where I'm at. Um, I think one of the coolest things as the worship team is we get to, we get to sit in an empty room uh, during the messages. And uh, it is, I, I can't really put it into words. It's so humbling to be like just in a, in a, in a room that 
I mean, had what 1500 people just weeks ago, it's just empty. And, uh, you know, it really hit me yesterday where like, I wanted to scream amen. So hardcore. Sure, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I literally had to like get out of my seat and start like pacing. Cause I was yeah. like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting into He was, he was bringing it. Oh man, yeah. it was, it was so, so great. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I miss my team. I think me and Dustin uh, and Parker um, are just really missing the the amazing people that we have. Um, so what we've been doing in the meantime um, is we've just kind of been making lists of everyone on our teams uh, and then calling them every day. Um, it's given us an, op- an awesome opportunity um, just to just to connect, um, not about like a service, not being, you know, program driven, like, okay, let's talk about the service this coming week or what we can improve on or whatever the song. It's not a, here's what I need from you type right, of thing. It's right, right. Like a, hey, uh, let's relate. Yeah, it's just, hey, how are you doing? And I think people are just so, um, so ready to connect and they just miss it so much. And it's been, uh, it's been awesome. It's been a challenge. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how, like, the, just the best way to, to encourage some of our female leaders, um, you know, finding the most appropriate ways of doing that. Um, but goodness, we've got, we've got some incredible women on our team. Um, and there's just, there's so much to be grateful about. And there's so much that this season has uncovered about our team, a lot of our strengths um yeah that's cool that's really cool yeah it's uh what i appreciate about how the the church has operated is that there's one temptation where you could just take your sanctuary and turn it into a glorified studio right and that would be almost like the modern day uh abomination of desolation right or or, you know i'm talking about like that would be you know gutting a pig on the altar because we're not our, our worship is not a show it's never been. And yet at the same time, there's a functional reality where we've got to be able to communicate a common refrain right. across as many devices as possible. Right. I just think, you you know, you guys are doing such a great job having a, a spirit of worship in the room that is um, honoring to the Lord first and foremost before it's even broadcast to anybody else. And so I appreciate you guys. I, I, um, I could talk about this all day long, but uh, we want to make sure that we get to a really uh, exciting interview with one of HP's own, uh, Bethany Dubach, who is a medical professional, but also more recently, a new mom for uh, the fourth time, which is an incredibly exciting thing. We're gonna have a conversation with her and uh, we hope that it's uh, helpful for you. Until next time, we'll see you later. Welcome into the podcast, uh, Bethany Dubach, one of our beloved uh, HP uh, members. And uh, Bethany, thanks for jumping in here. Yeah, definitely. Glad to do it. I am really happy to see your face. I know people just can hear your voice, but we get the privilege of chatting over Zoom. And Bethany and her husband, Josh, have been great friends of ours since the first day we showed up at Bethel HP. And yeah, I'm just we happy were both that pregnant here. together. That's right. We were pregnant together. Yeah. Oh man, long time ago. Long time ago for me. Not so much for you. 
because well, that was my first. That was it seems like a long time ago. You that's know, that's true. Now but that the, he's old and in charge, right? But your uh, your feeling of being pregnant it was not so long right. ago because you right. have baby Isaac. How old is he? <laughs> he is one month tomorrow. Oh my goodness! So wow. Yeah. So yeah. that means that you gave birth in a coronavirus world. I did, right. although it was the very beginning of coronavirus world. So actually the day after we got home from the hospital was the start of the stay-at-home order. So okay. um, it was it was kind of, um, a, we're starting this pandemic and this is going to get real, real fast when we went into the hospital. And it was really, um, so I was induced. None of my babies like to come out on their own free will. Um <laughs> So a week, a full week late, um, I got induced and um, like walking into the hospital on a weekday at seven o'clock in the morning is usually like a flurry of activity. And it was ghost town. It was really? totally ghost town. Yeah. And so it was also like they're, they're starting this whole process up, you know, so you walk into this hospital um, and they're scanning your temperature and asking you all of the questions about, have you traveled? Have you been in contact with anyone who's traveled? And I'm kind of like, wait, do those questions still apply anymore? Have you had a headache in the last 14 days? Uh, well, I was nine months pregnant. So what do you think? Um, <laughs> um, I think the proper answer is no, but I, you know, right, right. Do at that point. So, so um, like, at, like the physician who delivered Isaac came in and had a mask on the whole time. Um, and so it was just very, it was very different because they, I think they made the rule like just three or four days before I went to the hospital that there were no other visitors allowed, wow. only, only the parents. So only, you know, Josh and I, um, and there were rumors going around that some hospitals in bordering States had said no, no other people at all. And wow. I was like, so like even, so, even dad was locked out of the room. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, there was rumors going around about, and they had talked about it, one of the critical care, the neonatal, or some, you know, important physician there had apparently kind of been trying to rally for that at Porter. So, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I cannot imagine doing that by yourself, you know, right. so just like as everything was kind of looming and coming into um, like focus, and we we're like kind of figuring out what life was going to be like, and, you know, so yeah, it was the very beginning. And then, like I said, the day we got home. So yeah, actually, as of right now, Isaac has only met one of his grandparents. Like they come in and we'll look at him through the door, but. Wow. Yeah, so. you, I, um, I remember when Isaac was born, I called Josh and I asked him the question and I'm curious your perspective on it. I just asked him, I said, do you feel safer in the hospital right now? Or do you want to get out of Dodge right now being in a hospital when there's threats of coronavirus and hospitals being sort of like the main place where it's spreading. You guys didn't stay very long. Part of that's fourth child. You kind of know the drill. You're like, get us out of here. We want to sleep in our own bed. But right. uh, how did that How did that go for you guys? Um, I, I think it was, for me, it was more of the unknown of what is the hospital going to look like. Um, you know, like, is all of a sudden there's going to be swamps and there's going to be tents of people, you know, like, cause you know, this is also fresh off the real peak of New York city. So you see yeah. you know, all kinds of horrible, terrible things. 
you know, so I'm just trying to envision, is that what it's going to look like here? Um, I can take care of him better at home. <laughs> you know, we have less contagions and people coming in. Um, so it, it, yeah, it was more of like, I don't know what this is like at the, the days that we were there, I felt fine. You know, I didn't feel like, oh, you're a risk factor coming in. You know, I felt like everyone did a great job, you know, washing their hands, you know, just basic stuff that I know is super helpful um, in spreading of any type of disease. But um, yeah, it was kind of like, what is it going to look like for us to try to get out of here? Are we going to have to pass through a crowd of coughing, you know? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. So since being home, I mean, you mentioned the the fact that grandparents haven't been able to meet baby Isaac officially. Yeah. Um, have I mean, we, when you have a newborn, you go into a kind of quarantine anyway. <laughs> but do you feel, I mean, what are some other differences that you've sensed in bringing this baby home in this world compared to your other children? That's a great question. I'm glad you mentioned that because in a lot of ways, people have said like, oh, you're, what, what a terrible time for you to do this um, during such a stressful time of the world. Many of the differences I've actually been extremely thankful for. And I see the providential hand of God working, you know, for, through my whole life, of course. But um, Josh and I weren't super thrilled, especially me, at the timing of this pregnancy. Because um, back in August, yeah, in August, we went on a uh, anniversary trip and I was sick as a dog like you know oh, I was no. in my first trimester like here we found child care for three whole days and we went to Florida and I'm like you know throwing up regularly mm. and we had nice dinners and I'm like just sitting there miserable and you know like but um my maternity leave started the day after we got our first coronavirus patient when I was at, when I was working in the hospital so I really had zero exposure because it was the very next day. You're able to, to essentially patient one comes in and then the next day you're at home on maternity leave. And so I'm curious yeah. to know as a nurse, um, your job is, is uh, you know, it's a mercy. It's people who with gifts of mercy tend to be people who are in the medical field, who want to help others, who want to bring healing. And so I imagine there's a, a bit of a mixed uh, emotions and I'm not entirely sure having a newborn, I've never been a mom with a newborn, but do you feel the pull to want to be back to the hospital or do you feel like, thank you Lord for this moment where I just have something else to worry about? What is it like in your mind right now? Um, I think that's a, a, a very much a both answer. Um, I'm very thankful that I am home right now. I'm very thankful that it seems like from Hearing my coworkers, I've missed the worst of it, unless there's a resurgence, which is certainly possible. Mm -hmm. um, but um, as I've talked to just a few of them, I almost feel like I'm going to go back and I'm going to be totally left out. Like oh, what's happening? There's so many changes that are happening um, in ways you know they're conserving and trying to you know redistribute resources and things like that. Um, you know, and everyone will have these stories you know, those days of the COVID-19 and I, that I've missed, um, and also hearing, um, little, little bits of people talk about how hard it has been, has, has made me feel like, oh, I could, I could help, you know, like I could 
you know, I could alleviate some of that. So I'm very torn. Um, and again, I think I just go back to being thankful for the providence of God that it, it wasn't up to me, you know, whether or not right. I, should, I should take maternity leave or I should be there. I should be worried about my family, but God, um, you know, you know, nine months prior to COVID-19, um, you know, worked it out so that I would miss it all together. Mm. Um, so I think that's for me to be reflecting on that, um, especially like the day, the day or two that we came home, that Josh and I got home from the hospital, we were just like overwhelmed with this sense of God's divine protection um, and providence in, in our lives and working through this. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, so my answer is both, but yeah. I also um, am thankful that I didn't have to make the choice because there, there actually are, um, there's another pregnant woman at work who's much, she's very early on, but she had to then decided to, she wanted to take a leave, you know? Mm. So again, like I wasn't even put in that situation where here you're leaving the staff short, but of course you want to protect your baby. Right. So, you know, wow. it's a hard call to make. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, you have this interesting perspective in that you're, you've gone through this now in this really, um, unprecedented time for all of us, you know, this social distancing, not seeing our families being apart in, especially at a time of your life when everybody just wants to be near that baby and meet that mm -hmm. baby and help you and all those things. And we've got lots of women in our congregation who are expecting and um, maybe who would even be listening to this. And I expect our feeling anxiety, our wondering what, what it, what will this be like after I give birth to this baby? And what would you say to them just maybe as by way of encouragement um, as they're facing giving birth in the midst of this? Sure. Um, for, for those who are getting ready to deliver um, soon, um, I would just say, you know what, God has got this, you know, like, I, and I think that's a good a good life lesson, and I think that big life lessons like this are often not new truths, but old truths that we just need to be reminded of. You know, mm -hmm. like although coronavirus, I think like you know somebody said like, oh yeah, two weeks ago we were all making fun of coronavirus, and now that like it's hit it's hit the U.S., we're all freaking out. You mm -hmm. know, um, so I think there's like this element of like we didn't expect we didn't expect this. We didn't plan for this. You know, there's like this great unknown right now about the coronavirus, but to stop and think that like God knew it, right. God, you know, this does not surprise God. And specifically my situation did not surprise God. And furthermore, I think God had um, a beautiful hand in taking care of me and my family during this time, even though it has been hard that you know, Isaac's grandparents have not been able to hold him. Friends have no friends have come over to see him. Occasionally people will look at him through the window, you know, which is right. the best we get during social distancing. But, you know, I'm also grateful that I don't have to make the call about like, oh, should these people come over to visit me right now? Because mm -hmm. that's generally a concern when you have a newborn, Sure, you know, like, oh, well, my kid has a cough. So I left him at home. Well, you probably have your kids cough germs on you, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know just kind of perpetuate. Mm -hmm. And I tend um, to be, um, a lot, you know, a lot of women have postpartum depression. I tend to just be very anxious postpartum. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I tend to have postpartum anxiety um, about all kinds of things like, oh, I'm going to leave the baby in the car to like, my baby just stopped breathing for a minute. I think it's, you know, you know, that's kind of where I tend to land. So for the first few days of us to be home for the providence of God to just be overwhelming in our lives has Mm. been, I think has really been a theme for me as I have days where I am worried about this or I'm worried we're, you know, little things like we actually are running low on toilet paper right now, (laughs) you know, or whatever it would be. Um, that like, okay, you know, like if God can ordain all of the whole world and then care and see me, um, and all of this and work it out for my good and for Isaac's good, um, you know, like I'm, I'm no one special, you know, so for God to look at anyone who is pregnant and to see them, of course, Kristen, as I was so, um, reminded in our Genesis study where God sees Hagar and he goes to visit her, you know, Mm -hmm. like I just felt that's. God, God saw me, you know, and God sees, God sees all of us in such a, a beautiful way that he is so wise and all knowing. Um, so to kind of, it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed and anxious, being pregnant, bringing a life into the world, going to a hospital where they're full of sick patients, but to just do a little theology check on yourself yeah. and say, my sister and I actually use that all the time. Like, okay, hang on. Let me check your theology on that. Okay. But God is wise. God is sovereign. God loves you. Um, these important truths, um, it makes everything fall into focus. You know, my, our small group, Gail Morris brought up the, the hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will go grow strangely dim. You know, like what a beautiful truth to rely on, you know? So, so that would be my encouragement to anyone who is pregnant or, um, you know, really anyone who's having anxiety, there's this beautiful, beautiful God who's got us, you know, right. and who's not surprised by, by COVID-19 and, and who is working it out for our good. Absolutely. You know, that's what he's promised. We've talked about that with Pastor Steve too, and in, in Romans. So that's good. Amen. Bethany, I'm sitting here just in my mind, you know, amening, 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 because <laughs> what you just said is so, 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 um, just true and and the way our God is. And so it's great to hear his, um, just his attributes and his word being a, a source of comfort. And I know that'll comfort many as well. Well, Bethany, we we, uh, we truly count friendship with you uh, and Josh as a, as a great privilege uh, of being a part okay. of the same church family. And uh, thanks for coming on the, the podcast and sharing with our community what your experience has yeah, been like. Um, I think- yeah, I'm happy. There's to. a lot of people who um, either just had grandkids and are feeling the pain from the grandparent side or are right. about to have kids and not sure how it's going to work out. And I think just hearing from you um, that the Lord is providentially in the midst of it is a wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. testimony. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Love you guys. Thanks for asking. You bet. We love you and send our love to that baby. I sure will. <laughs> I sure will. All right. Take care, Bethany. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Church is Now Online podcast. For more resources from Bethel Church, head to BethelWeb.org, where you can stream services, give online, and find ways to impact our community. To connect with the HP campus, the best way to do that is on Facebook. Join our group by searching Bethel Church-Hobert Portage. 
If you enjoyed this content and want to help us out, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you found this content. And it helps us if you rate and review. It just makes it easier for others to find us online. Church is Now Online is produced by the team at Bethel Hobart Portage. Christina Soderquist, Daniel Asher, Scott Irwin, and myself, Dan Jacobson. Thanks for listening to this episode. Until next time, this podcast is to be continued.